listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and I am so glad you're here today because it is the most wonderful time of the year. It is Advent season. And so we are talking about Advent. One of the coolest things about Advent is that we at Lifeway Kids have a tradition of creating and publishing a free family Advent guide that you as a ministry leader can take to reproduce and distribute to families in your church. And so we want to talk today about that family Advent guide. And I couldn't think of anyone better than my really good close friend and ministry partner, Jana Magruder. Hey, Jana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you and Merry Early Christmas. Merry Early Christmas. We, as we record this, it's not quite Thanksgiving, right? And that's <laughs> appropriate because Advent is what we do leading up to Christmas starting right after Thanksgiving. And so this is the right time to be talking about our Advent guide. So Jana, do you, let's talk a little bit about this season. Do you, um, just in terms of the holiday, right? Holiday season that comes up, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is right around the corner and so do you, what's your posture on when do you decorate for Christmas? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. And that's very controversial, even on our team. Is it? Oh, on our team at on our team, Kids. Uh, yes. Right, on our kids team specifically, because there's are, someone on our, our team. Our friend Jeremy Carroll is an <laughs> early Christmas decorator and everybody knows it. he's very vocal about that. Very proud of that. Very. Unabashedly. Um, Yes. Yes. And so I have to be careful because I am not. I am so not. not. No, I won't tell him. Don't worry. (laughs) I think he knows. So what's your timeline? Well, I have always done speaking of traditions. I've always enjoyed putting up my Christmas tree on Thanksgiving. So after the food is prepared and eaten and put away, then the excitement of getting the Christmas boxes out begins at the Magruder house. So, so you do it Thanksgiving day night? Or, well, I, I kind of, it, it goes over two days. And this also helps yeah, me yeah. curb my appetite for any kind of Black Friday shopping <laughs> because I've got my Christmas stuff out. Sure. Out, I got to get it up. I don't want to be living in boxes, you know, indefinitely because of other things. So we get it up. We probably start the process on Thursday evening and then okay. all to the next day. And that kind of kicks off the season for us. And are you, so we, we're, we're about the same at the yeah. Peter's house. So we, you know, when Thanksgiving is over, usually the day after that's kind of the Friday thing, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, and by Sunday, everything is kind of up and it's Christmas, yes. but we don't start that until Thanksgiving is done. Usually yeah. we're talking this year about maybe going just a little sooner. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a house full of people. And we mm-hmm. thought maybe it would be nice to have Christmas just a little earlier this year in terms of decorating. I get it. I get it. And I am almost there, I think, because it really does help get a big thing out of the way so that the busyness of the season can not totally, you know, I don't know, make you crazy. (laughs) Well, and we have, I mean, so, you know, so my wife, Chris, you know, is she's, she loves the seasons. And so we have our house is currently got the fall decor theme going. So we have the little pumpkins and the, you know, all the stuff I'm looking out my window at hay bales and things that are outside gourds and different stuff that all has to go away before Christmas comes out. Right. So that's part of yes. it is getting rid of what's currently right. the decor. You have to neutralize your home. You don't, there want, you go. <laughs> don't want to mix the fall decor with scarecrows into Santa Claus's. 
Can't do that. <laughs> nope, not going to happen. So, okay. So the other thing that I have to ask you is, you know, there are some people, and I, I wasn't personally aware of this. I haven't grown up in New Jersey, lived in California, in Florida. This wasn't, as far as I was aware, a thing anywhere until I came to Tennessee that the multiple Christmas tree thing. So, the, I mean, there are people who have four and five Christmas trees oh, in their houses. Mm -hmm. Is that, where do, where do you fall on that? Is that a Texas thing? I think it's just become a cultural thing. I, I'm not sure I can attribute that to a, a state necessarily. Oh, yeah, I don't know if it's a regional thing or what I, it is. I don't know. Uh, I do think it's just that decorations are just more easily available to people more so than they were, let's say, 30 years ago, even when we were growing up, like yep. my mom didn't have multiple Christmas trees. You no. know, it was just kind of the mantle and our tree. Right. And how homes funny. may have been a little smaller then too, right? Yes. If you have a small not space. As much storage. Here's yeah. my thing. So yes, I do have two Christmas trees. One is smaller and one is regular size. But for the people who go all out, I I really wonder where they store it all because I just don't have the storage for it that. It takes space for sure. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's not unusual to have like the main tree like in the living yeah. room and then another one in the family room and one for the oh. kids and maybe yeah. one, you know all over the place. So it's we're, so fun, we're up to two. We typically <laughs> do two trees. Yeah. We do one in the main living room in the house and then one kind of in our family room, which is the one that gets all the ugly ornaments, like the dad ornaments, you know, mm -hmm. like all mine either go in the back of the tree or on the extra tree. Right. Yeah. Right. And I get that. And I, I feel like that's how we're moving to. So two trees. Two trees. So listeners, where do you fall on this whole <laughs> Christmas tree thing? When do you decorate? What do you do? Boy, look, you know what? Hop on the, the Lifeway Kids Facebook page and just drop a comment in there and let us know what you think about what do you do with your tree or post some pictures and tag us so we can see what you yes. do. How love fun. To see that. Well, well, let's talk about Advent. So yeah. we, one of the great things about this time of the year is we start to look ahead to Christmas, whether you put your tree up or not. This is time when we start to anticipate the celebration of Jesus' birth and Advent. The Advent season is just a fun season for families. And so we have this Advent guide that we like to create, and it's a pretty cool little offering. I get so excited about this every year because our team does such a great job of, of uh, taking the four you know, big things of Advent, which is hope, love, joy, peace. We're going to, we're going to break that down, but does such a great job of taking that and then creating a devotional for families to use. And they do all the hard lifting for you. So it's scripted out so that you can really explain it in a fun way for your kids and focused on scripture. There's a verse for every week, and then there's even a fun activity and it just helps stretch out the season a little bit more. You know, we're talking about early decorating. This kind of helps build the excitement for kids in a way that uh, helps them anticipate, not Santa Claus, but anticipate the hope of Jesus. And so this devotional does a great job of helping families stay focused on that throughout the season. Because as you know, we are so uh, bombarded with the, the secular culture messages, which we can have a lot of fun with, but we have to keep our families focused on Christ during the season. Yes. And having a little guide like this is such a great and simple way to do that. It's we make it reproducible. It's designed really beautifully. 
Uh, and I know a lot of our church leaders who look forward to this every year print these out on uh, in full color on paper yes. and bind them. Some of them bind them really nicely. Yes. My, my church has done this and it makes a great gift for your families. It does. Um, they print beautifully and you can do a simple saddle stitch or even, you know, you could do it on on uh, just printer paper. But either way, it makes even if it's digital, it's a great gift for your families. Yeah, absolutely. It's e guys, it's easy to get. We'll tell you where to find it. Uh, there's a couple of ways. Uh, one is you can go directly to a place you can download the Advent Guide at lifeway.com slash family Advent Guide lifeway.com slash family advent guide, or you can go to lifeway.com slash kids or look for the, the uh, Lifeway Kids feed in your Facebook feed and look for the blog post about the Advent Guide. And there's a little link there you can just click to get in. So getting it in your hands is simple enough and you can distribute it digitally to parents and send them uh, an electronic copy of it. But it is so nice to print out and it does print really, really beautifully. So I know that's something that a lot of folks really like to do. And uh, it is just, uh, it it's such a nice it feels like a gift when you give it to uh, to to families to be able to have this in their hands. It really does. And it's a great way to, uh, again, focus on the gospel, but also have a little fun. And there's this new concept I was reading about. I think it was an Instagram article that came up about micro gifting. And so we're going to talk about how to incorporate gifts into the family activities. But yes, <laughs> micro gifting, which I thought, well, there's a concept, uh, which if you think about it, uh, is kind of what Advent is in terms of, of the secular portion where, you know, if you have a little, even going back to the window calendars, did you have a window calendar? Where oh, those ones you open up. Yeah. There's like a little yes. piece of chocolate or there's like a little toy yes. or something inside. Yes. Yeah. I remember those are very old fashioned. Yeah. But I always loved them as a kid. I did too. And and mine didn't have chocolates in them. It was just fun to pull out every year and every for, you know, the first day of December, open the little window and there was just a little picture. Yeah. I was happy about that. Nowadays, you know, it usually comes with a little piece of chocolate or or something else. I I've gotten to where I collect these advent uh hmm, what would you call them? Well, I have like one that's a sleigh or a, yeah. a sled uh, that has like a little calendar, drawers. right? Because there's like a daily yes. thing that you yeah. It's a calendar and it has little drawers. So I could even, especially when my kids were younger, I could put in a little uh, rolled up piece of paper that had like a fun surprise activity that we were oh, going to do related to Christmas, whether that was we're going to watch Rudolph tonight and have hot chocolate or, you know, we're going to go, you know to an event that that is, you know, out in the community or something like that. So there's all different ways of of building that anticipation. And that's what it's really all about is building that anticipation, but not just anticipation for big presents and, right. and things, but anticipation for Jesus. And so again, one, th there's a bunch of ways that you can count down the days to Christmas. And I we call it a Christmas countdown, Jana. That's what we call it at our okay. house. That, that thing you it. open the windows, it's the Christmas yeah. countdown thing. Uh, you either hang a little star on a nail or you open up the door and find the prize. Uh, but What's cool about the Advent Guide is it does, uh, it points people to Jesus uh, and it keeps him the center as you talk about uh, the, you know, the, the countdown of the Advent weeks of hope, love, joy, peace, and ultimately Jesus. Uh, we, our team has done such a wonderful job of capturing 
scripture and conversation for families around those things. And it's set up so you would do as a family one per week, starting the week after Thanksgiving, leading up to Christmas. And so let's talk about what's in the guide. What is it that makes the guide, uh, this particular one, such a cool and desirable one that people would want to have? Yeah. So each week starts with uh, just a, a family devotional that you that you read and it scripts it out for families to be able to just straight up read or you can read it before and kind of make it your own. But it, it, it has like an attention getting kind of uh, opening that helps you set up what that week is. And um, for each week, uh, the way our team has written it this this year is uh, they want you to wrap a box for each week. Uh, so you're, you're wrapping a present and on the inside uh, is just a piece of paper that says what the word is that week. So for, for week one, you open up your present and inside you've put a piece of paper that says hope. And so that's how you start it each week. And that kind of helps set the stage for uh, that family devotional time. And um, you open it, you see what the word is. Now, full disclosure at the Magruder house, I would probably throw in some Hershey kisses or yeah, or something to make it a little sweet and fun that the kids yes. would be excited about, not just another piece of paper. Right. That's up to you. Right. Families can each decide to do that on their own, but it's a cool idea to yes. wrap something up and have maybe, and it could be small boxes, right? Or, or yes. whatever size you choose, but to uh, even have those under the tree or on the yeah. mantle or somewhere is a fun thing. And again, about building that anticipation of, I wonder what next week is in the box. And and what, yes. And so, so each week, you know, has that, that devotional script piece for families to read together. It has the, the passage of scripture, uh, one with a, just the memory verse that you can, that you can talk about, but also just the, for you to open your Bible and actually read the Bible together of where that focus of scripture is for that week. It lays that all out for you as well. And, uh, and then there's always a little activity too, that it gives you an easy idea for how to kind of emphasize what you're learning together. Great. What a cool thing. So why don't we walk through one? Can we do that? You want to walk through one together? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I've got, let's see, I've got, I downloaded this for myself from the website, easy uh, to just, you just put your email in and uh, it's going to give you immediate access to download this. Uh, It's so beautifully designed. Our designers always do such a great job. They really Um, do. And so it, it, you know, that in of itself is a treat. Uh, And then, so like the first week, for uh, week one is hope, and it starts off with the talk about it. So that's your devotional. Then open it, which is open your your gift your that you've pre-wrapped with the word hope in. You open together, you, you talk about hope, and then you read the passage, which for hope is uh, Isaiah 714 and Isaiah 9, 6. And so you're, you're talking about the prophets that foretold and, and building up that anticipation of hope. And then pray it. And it gives you a little pray prompt that you can close the devotional time together and, uh, and then also talk about the verse. So the verse is she will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Matthew 121, that's the verse for the week. Um, and then separately on a, on a different whole sheet of paper is, uh, the family activity, which (laughs) this one's kind of funny. Tell me, tell me what you think about this. Okay. 
you you haven't heard what it is yet. So it's called mitten unwrapping. Okay? And so the challenge is uh, you have a wrapped present and uh, and maybe this could be like a little micro gift that you've that you've uh, wrapped ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and the challenge is you have to put on a pair of mittens. The child has open to put it a pair of with mittens. mittens on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then unwrap the gift and see uh, who can unwrap their gift first with mittens. So see, that's just fun. That. <laughs> that's fun. We might have to implement that on Christmas Day, although it would, it would stretch <laughs> the day out really long because it's going to take a while. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not a terrible idea because sometimes I feel like the Christmas morning unwrap goes too fast. Goes too quickly. It all yeah. depends on your strategy of how you yeah, decide true. to do that, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So that's okay. Are you? But the what a clever and fun activity! Put put on some mittens and then unwrap yes. your gift with mittens on. I love it. Yes, and so there. That's not just a random fun activity. They tie it back together by explaining that uh or asking like how how did it how did you feel as you were trying to get that gift open uh but it took you a little bit longer what was it like to wait and hope that you would be the one to open the present first mm. and so it kind of ties back to that concept of of what it means to hope so you can see that that's just one example of how the weeks go you you have your devotional you unwrap a gift you talk about the word and uh, then you read the scriptures together, you pray, and then you do a fun activity to tie it back together. So Jenna, what what age kids would you say this is really best suited for? I think, you know, we're trying to sort of get right there in the middle with, with uh, readability and, and our activities to hopefully uh, get your preschool children uh, engaged, but also not totally be off-putting for your older kids. Yeah. And that's what's fun about Christmas is that even my teenagers all of a sudden kind of go back to being kids. Child, childlike, yeah. Yes, it's a childlike uh, uh, experience. And so I think that uh, I've gone through all the activities of this year's Advent, and I think that they're, they do a good job of making it age-appropriate for multiple ages, the young ones and the older ones. Yeah, awesome. And then if you awesome. have middle schoolers or even preteens or high schoolers, you could get them to actually lead this. I think it's a great way for older kids to be able to learn how to uh, lead a prayer or read out loud the Bible um, or take turns. If you have other readers in your family, take turns reading the passages together. Great, great idea. What are, what are some ways that, I mean, we've talked about the idea that a church might print this and distribute them. What are some other ways that churches might use this with their families? I think it's, uh, if, you know, depending on your budget and your resources, you know, you could have, uh, this could be an opportunity to do a mailing of it, of, of mm -hmm. hard copy, and that sort of uh, helps engage some families that may have not been coming. And yeah. maybe instead of waiting until Christmas, if you're, if, you know, you attend like the Christmas Easter holidays, maybe that will help entice them to come a little bit earlier and start coming and celebrating all of the Advent season together with their church family. Mm -hmm. uh, you could also um, put, put them out where church members in general have access to them, whether that stacks, you know, in your uh, entryway or mm -hmm. uh, on the way into, you know, your worship service, they could be available there as well. Um, and like you said, even if you don't have uh, the ability to print these, you could certainly 
deliver them digitally. And I think that, you know, with with you as the leader, uh, encouraging your families to use it together and talk about how, you know, easy it the the guide makes it. I think that also is a big win. Well, and so you can print them on really nice paper. That's we've that's what I've seen. Uh, that like really nice printing with some binding and things. But you can also print this on simple paper and do oh, just staple them together, and maybe even give them directly to kids. Because we've we had an awesome testimony at our church this weekend of a little girl who was getting baptized, second grader, who uh, does not come from a Christian home, and her grandfather has brought her to church, and she. Uh, was able to share the gospel with her unbelieving mom and dad and stepdad and and others in her family who don't know Jesus because she was the point of contact, which is such an awesome thing. And so it may be that giving out a simpler version of the Advent Guide to kids mm-hmm. as they leave the room next week uh, mm-hmm. to take home with them could be a great way to help families too. Uh, right. Get them in the hands of parents, get them in the hands of grandparents, get them in the hands of kids. And you might also think about letting your small group leaders or Sunday school teachers be the ones that give these to the child or the parent yeah. so that it has that personal touch uh, from the teacher. And that kind of have, gives them the opportunity to give them a gift as well. Awesome. I love that each one has an activity to do as well as the reading. It's just, again, just so beautifully done. What a cool, cool thing. All right. Well, the place to get this leaders, it's all free from your friends at Lifeway Kids. We want to set you up well as you lead kids and families in your churches to celebrate Advent, to anticipate Christmas and the birth of Jesus. And so you can find the free family Advent guide at lifeway.com slash family Advent guide. Or as we said, you can go to lifeway.com slash kids, hit the blog and you can look for the blog post about this, uh, about the Advent Guide and click on the link that's inside that blog post. We want to get as many copies as we can into as many hands as we can so that we can influence as many kids and families as we can towards following the Lord. So what an awesome and cool thing. Jana, thank you so much for being here today and telling us about the Advent Guide. Absolutely. It was super fun. Thanks for having me. Happy Advent season to you and listeners, happy Advent season to you. We hope that it's a wonderful time of pointing kids and their families towards the Lord. Uh, As you uh, lead towards Christmas this year, we want this also to encourage you. Uh, We ourselves need to make sure that we're anticipating Jesus and that we are leading as we live. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. 